We're talking to you about uh, Hustler Turf, if we could. Uh, Hustler Turf, Glenn, yes. you're familiar yes. with these fantastic people at Hustler I, Turf. I am. Uh, Hustler Turf been making the zero-turn lawnmower since the 1960s. Uh, they're the people that invented it. They will cut your lawn mowing time in half. They are built to last. They were built to, you know, mow football fields and parks and, and uh, you know, the sides of the highway. So they were made to run eight hours a day, ten hours a day, every single day. And so they are built to last. And uh, now they're making them for you. And I urge you to test drive a, a Hustler. There's nothing like it. They are built like tanks and really, really good. It is a uh, Hustler at HustlerTurf.com. Find a, a dealer near you at HustlerTurf.com. Radio program begins in just a second. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, more spending on the way and no designated survivor tonight. What could possibly go wrong? Tonight, the joint address of President Biden. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. All right, uh, America. Um, uh, let me uh, let me first of all welcome you to the program. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we've got a really great, great show as we prepare for the speech tonight. We'll give you all the details on that. But first, let me just take a couple of seconds and talk to you about realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a um, is a company that I started with my brother. Gosh, I don't even know. Seven years ago now, uh, and we started it, and before we even talked about it on the radio or anything it was a it was really a labor of love uh that kind of came out of uh, frustration we both were having problems selling homes and i've had problems selling before i didn't know how to pick a real estate agent i just look them up in the phone book or if somebody at church would go oh i know a really good real estate that'd be the one we use that's a real bad mistake there are there's a big difference between good real estate agents and bad real estate agents uh, and then there's just a lot of them in the middle that are just okay. You want the best one. This is the largest uh, investment of your life, most likely. So how do you find one? Well, we were working with the uh, 500 best real estate agents in the country, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, and we learned an awful lot from them in our, in our working with them. And so we decided that we could make something that would just be a bridge between them and you. How do we get you to get in touch with these people? How do, you, how do you vet a real estate agent in your area? We decided we would do the vetting for you and then pass it on to you if you're looking for a real estate agent to either buy or sell. We want you to do your own homework. This is a free service to you. All you have to do is just tell us where you're buying or selling, and we will get a real estate agent to contact you right away. And, uh, and then you, you vet them yourself. 
and see if we're not right. This is a real estate agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Tonight on Glenn TV, after months of delays and COVID-19 excuses and 100 days into his presidency, Biden will finally give his first joint address to Congress. Some predict his plan will be like JFK's moon landing challenge. But will it be closer to FDR's New Deal nightmare? Glenn Beck hosts a live reaction show with the great one, Mark Levin, as they break down the address that could completely transform our economy. Watch it live with Glenn Beck and Mark Levin. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You don't want to miss that tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, thank Mark for uh, joining me uh, on that, along with some of the other Blaze stars. We will uh, break it all down for you. Now, they, they are saying this is going to be the moon landing uh, challenge because what we had to do with JFK when he gave that speech, he said, I propose we send a man to the moon and return him safely back to Earth by the end of the decade. We are fundamentally transforming the, the United States of America. We, the goal tonight will be to make it a fairer, more uh, equity-based economy and a greener economy in the next 10 years. And when we launch this, uh, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. This is what we feared from Obama. But remember, I, I really, truly believe, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, too. I believe that it is the Obama people that are putting all of this together. I think this is just the, you know, like Obama had the Clinton people. Uh, Biden has the Obama team, and they're the ones really putting this together. They're the extremists. Uh, they're the new Green Deal lovers. They're the America haters. Uh, and they they don't like capitalism and they are going to town. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, Biden is Obama people. That's who he is. He was the vice president. Yeah, but, but, he, but he's not the one. We talked about this yesterday. I don't see him as the guy who gets up and says, okay, everybody, this is what we got on the plate today. We're going to do this. I don't see him as that guy. Yeah, I mean, I think, that, I think that's true. I don't think he's like the designer of these plans. I mean, I think Correct. I, the one thing I think he's doing, and frankly, he's doing well, is shutting up. He's not mm-hmm. saying anything most of the time. I mean, he's got a speech tonight, but again, this is much later than any other president for doing a big speech like this. He's doing, you know, he's doing this stuff by basically remaining invisible while being incredibly active behind the scenes and letting these people from yes. the Obama administration run wild. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, they're talking about this two trillion dollar speech tonight, and I was like, okay, you know, two trillion dollars. I guess this is the infrastructure thing. No, no, it's not. No, this, this is, is something a new. Totally different two trillion dollar plan. He's he's pitching. He's pitching yeah. four trillion dollars in new spending tonight in one mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. night. So that's that's. And, he's, and I think like, you know, his he's not seen yet as this radical, uh, though, you know, people are starting to pick up on it a little bit. He is just being a quiet radical is what he's doing. I mean, it goes back to Van Jones. He Go dropped on. the radical mm-hmm. pose for the radical ends. Yeah, exactly. That's what he did. exactly what. Yes, it's exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. He is the perfect stealth horse to ride all of this stuff in on. So tonight he's going to. um Introduce the American Families Plan. Uh, I don't know if this includes cell phone phone service. I'm not sure. 
Um, but this is the follow-up to his $2.25 trillion American jobs plan, which was there to create infrastructure, universal broadband, and new union jobs. So two and a quarter trillion dollars still is not passed, but that's still on the table and they're moving it through. And now he's asking for another $1.8 trillion for the American family. Uh, and what the American family thing is, is uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be about health care. It's going to be about child care. And they're arguing now, really, child care is infrastructure. You know that, Stu, right? <laughs> I mean, it's infrastructure. Is. Everything Everything's is infrastructure. infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Well, infrastructure, I mean, it is infrastructure. I mean, how come when the, con- when the country, this is an actual argument, how in the country is building infrastructure? Those jobs only go to men. What about the infrastructure in our homes? What about the infrastructure of getting women to work? Right. It shows that it's not actually about infrastructure, right? If it's about infrastructure, whoever builds it, builds it. If it's about uh, trying to... Be, uh, excuse me, the infrastructure equity. in our... Our infrastructure is about how we live and how we function. The infrastructure in our homes, this, Stu. No, this is, again, this is what they do all the time. You've, you've made know. this argument for a million years, Glenn. Uh, control the language, control the argument. And yep. they've taken that to new extremes to the point that they're just de- redefining words. I mean, infrastructure, we all knew what that meant. Now it just means everything. Uh, be everything yep. that they want because infrastructure is a relatively positive testing word people do want r- roads and they do want bridges and so they they lump everything under the title of infrastructure and, and live off the popularity of the word just like they they put every republican policy under the title of racist because they know it's a negative testing word uh so they call everything racist every one of their arguments is, is revolving around for some reason how you know a tax cut could be racist they say this stuff all the time it doesn't make any sense but this is the way they manipulate the language to win these arguments so let me ask you this how much money have we spent i think we've spent about almost 10 trillion dollars this year so far <laughs> can you add it up i think we have i think if these two go through i think it'll be it'll be either be eight or ten trillion dollars our, our entire our, our entire deficit is 28. Can you imagine adding another 10 in the first 100 days? I mean, that's a, that's an accomplishment. That's going to the moon. That's going to the moon. By the way, he's also asking for an additional 80 billion dollars in the American Families Plan for the Internal Revenue Service to boost their audit capabilities in order to crack down on tax evasion by high earners and large corporations. Okay. Now, they say they're going to find an extra $700 billion. Okay, maybe, maybe they are. Because they're saying that we haven't been able to really do any audits for the last four years because Donald Trump just cut the heart out of the IRS. We had higher revenues under Donald Trump than we have ever had. In other words, we're collecting more money through the IRS than we ever have. And now, now, wait, we're what? We're raising taxes and we're going to start going after people. Now, here's the here's the problem with this. I have no problem. You know, if you're cheating uh, on your taxes, I pay my taxes the way I'm supposed to pay my taxes. I've been audited the first year under the Obama administration. So 
I stay way away from any line. However, I take exactly what I'm allowed to take. And I think everybody in America does that. You should take every deduction you are allowed to take. Uh, it is it, it's it's theft, in my opinion. They don't have a right to do it the way they do it, in my opinion. But they do it. That's the law. So I live within the law. I want you to pay taxes if you're a corporation and you're you're not paying taxes and it's and you're doing it illegally. I want you to be caught because I, I think you need to pay your fair share. OK, with that being said, I want you to listen to the guy who is the IRS commissioner. Listen to this. The IRS commissioner under both Barack Obama and Donald Trump. He told the Times that he believes the $80 billion Biden is proposing is too much. Now, he's the guy who complained the IRS needed more funds when he was in charge. So he agrees that the IRS needs more money to do their job. But he said, quote, I'm not sure you're going to be able to efficiently use that much money. That's a lot of money. Why are we giving our schools, the IRS and everybody else more money than they're asking for? Why would you do that? In this case, I'm concerned that uh, that's not what we're using that money for. Not entirely. Remember, Barack Obama weaponized the IRS. It was a way for him to go after political enemies. Nobody in the press wanted to talk about it. Nobody in history is going to write about it, but it happened. They knew that they didn't get caught. They knew that they paid no price when they were questioned about it. So why not weaponize the IRS? When I see $80 billion to boost the IRS audits and to hire new people that are going to be looking through bank accounts, etc., etc., and then the former guy that was running it under the last two presidents says that's way too much money. You got to ask yourself, why? Why are we spending that much money? Now, here's another thing. Biden is also signing an order today mandating $15 minimum wage for federal contractors. What does that mean? That means that our federal tax dollars are going to pay for good union jobs that are now paying $15 an hour. Okay, fine, I guess. However, that makes the government a competitor, a serious competitor for all other businesses. This is just a ploy to get people onto the dole. This is get people, if you're working for the government and they're giving you everything, why stop working for the government? You won't be able to get a job that good anywhere else. Our government should not be competing with the, with the uh, private sector. It shouldn't be competing. Even FDR knew you can't have federal workers unionize. He said that, that that is the death knell to our country. If you have federal workers who can unionize, that way, he remember, he was for unions. Just not in the federal government. Well, we have that now. And now we're adding a $15 minimum wage. This strategy is to get people onto the dole 
or onto the payroll of the federal government in any way possible. That's what's happening. And people are not taking jobs. There are people you could get a job in almost any industry right now. We don't have a recession because of jobs. We're about to hit. We're about to hit real inflation because no one will take jobs. I don't know if you saw this from um, the owner of the uh, Houston Rockets, but he said on CNBC on Tuesday, he said, I want to quote him. It's really amazing. And looking at the month of April, we're up 2% in revenue compared to 19, which is the highest in the nation for all of our business. What's interesting is New York is down 50%, and yet we have fewer case percentages. So everybody's criticized Governor Abbott for opening us up last May. We've been open. So obviously it was the right decision. But now that's not all we're fighting. There are no employees out there. And now you've got to make the new American Jobs Act for the infrastructure that is going to make labor market even tough, tougher. What's amazing is our average wage for non-tipped employees is $14.50 an hour. The problem you're running is 6% and 7% unemployment. That 6 or 7% doesn't want a job. You can get a job anywhere right now. There are just no employees. We're offering bonuses everywhere. At the same time, my casinos are having record-breaking months. Okay, but that's the stimulus, guys. That's where your money is going into my casinos. It's going out there to all of your high-end department stores, your Louis Vuittons, your Chanel's, all your high-end steakhouses, your high-end hotels. In last week, I've traveled to Philly, to New York, to L.A. to see what's going on out there. It's not just Houston. People are spending money everywhere, everywhere. We don't have an unemployment recession in this country. The extended unemployment benefits, well-intentioned though they may be, are actually retarding a full recovery. You're going to have huge inflation for, cons- for consumers. Now listen to this. You're going to have huge inflation because the people in the slaughterhouses, the people raising chickens, the people raising your produce, they can't find employees and they can only produce so much. So what happens? They raise the price on consumer businesses like mine, which is retail, which is the restaurant, the hotels, on and on. Then what happens? You have to raise the price on the consumer. We have to pay more. So therefore, you've built yourself into the inflation that you always have wanted. That's what it looks like to me. And he's right. Blinds.com, spring is in full swing, and there's no better time to freshen up your home than right now. Blinds.com is giving you up to 35% off everything site-wide as a warm welcome to the new season. Blinds.com makes it incredibly convenient to order online with free shipping and guaranteed perfect fit for all of your windows. Whether you install them yourself or have Blinds.com's people handle the installation from start to finish, you can't go wrong. Next time you open your windows to let in that warm spring breeze, you're going to love the new views you'll get with your custom window treatments. Whether you're looking for high-performance solar and roller shades, the classic silhouette of a Roman shade, or you want to enhance your home with the warm textures of bamboo, Blinds.com. Blinds.com will help you get the stunning look you want for your house this season, and they will do it absolutely guaranteed, 100% guarantee. It's Blinds.com. Right now, go there and uh, shop their new deals. Perfect for springtime uh, refresh with up to 35% off 
everything site-wide from blind shades, interior shutters, and even outdoor shades. 35% off now at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, for some reason, and can, can, you, can you do me a favor and uh, find out if this is something that is always this late? Uh, so far, there's no designated survivor. You know how whenever they have a joint session of Congress, there's always a mm-hmm. designated survivor? Yes. So far, he hasn't designated well there's a lot of them tonight right because normally all the cabinet members are there and everything yeah but in the but in the official chain of command Mm -hmm. if something happened tonight janet yellen would be our president that would that would not be positive (laughs) well then wait a minute hang on hang on janet yellen or uh kamala harris Mm-hmm. there's no good options. horribly uh, unlikely <laughs> no good <laughs> options out there horribly unlikable uh but yeah um, no, cause because the the covid you know restrictions there's only a couple hundred people in the room and very few cabinet secretaries are going to be there so there's all sorts of people in the chain of command that will not be in the building which is abnormal normally they're all there uh you know there's only one supreme court justice is going to be there it's all there's only 200 total people i think allowed in so normally there's like a thousand yeah. So the chain of command is there's a lot of people in it uh, that are I just that are don't like it separate from the facility. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Fifty one percent now have an unfavorable view of uh, Kamala Harris. Fifty one percent. Forty three have a very unfavorable impression of her. I mean, how can you not like her? She's always laughing. <laughs> 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 Forty-one percent say she is not quali- not at all qualified to take over the responsibilities. Nine percent believe she's not very qualified. Okay, okay, all right. But the good news is President Biden's numbers. Actually, this is kind of good news. Nearing his hundred-day milestone, his low fifties job approval is way below the historic norm. More in a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. As the occurrence of identity scams continue to increase, more people are looking for ways to protect themselves from cyber criminals. In fact, 60% of Americans believe it's likely that identity theft will cause them some form of financial loss in the next year. That's 60%. That's incredible. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect your life. Every day, we put our information out at risk on the Internet. And I don't care how many firewalls you have. I mean, I am really well protected. I have had problems. Everybody is going to have problems. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And it'll be something stupid that you or people who are just monitoring, you know, your spending with a credit card, they're going to miss all this stuff. This is LifeLock's job. This is they invented this category. They've been around for decades and they are the best at it. And they have a a crew to help clean it up in case something happens because nobody can catch it all. LifeLock.com. 25% off your first year if you use the promo code back. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code back or go to LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Promo code back. Save 25%.
And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Live coverage of Biden's terrible speech tonight. Use the promo code Glenn and save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Okay, so I think it's worse than I thought. I, I thought we had spent ten trillion dollars uh, in just you <laughs> know in just trillion. A, that's it. That's all you ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only ten trillion. So let's trillion. go back in one year. Now remember, our total debt, our total debt from George Washington to George W. Bush, the end of George W. Bush was eight trillion dollars. Okay, that's the Manhattan Project, that's the, all the wars, it's everything. In fact, all of the wars themselves, including the Manhattan Project, World War I, World War II, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the Spanish-American War, the Vietnam, Korea, uh, the Gulf Wars, all of those combined in today's dollars, so inflation-adjusted, all of that cost you and me $7 trillion. Okay. Well- Every war, every warship, everything, $7 trillion. And that's not how much it costs. That was the debt accumulated uh, over that time, right? That's, I mean, obviously we spent more than that. Um, yes, yeah, $7, tri- $7, right. $7 trillion. Right. We have spent $20 trillion on the Great Society. Okay. So, okay, since 1965, $20 trillion since 1965. So let me take you back in time a little bit here. This is going mm-hmm. Pat Gray joins us, by the way, from Pat Gray Unleashed on Blaze TV and Blaze Radio Networks. Uh, let me take you back to early March 2020. They're starting to come up. There's a little bubbling about the coronavirus. Things are going on. People are like asking questions. Mm-hmm. And the initial response, they pass an $8.3 billion bill to fight the <laughs> coronavirus. Wow, uh, $8.3 billion. By the way, we're going to have an $8.3 billion bill. You'll be able to keep it in your wallet uh, very soon. But anyway, okay. I, I read that. It was actually, it was almost charming. Like, it's like, it was. A, like a small oh. town. Oh, remember $8 billion oh, bills? Cute. Remember oh. those? Yeah, adorable. Okay. So, so, so wait, wait, wait. Just so you know, that was, that was the first spending. Tonight, he is asking for $80 billion just to be able to make sure that we can audit everybody that we want to audit yes. in the IRS. <laughs> just okay. so we can take more Eight, money from the people. Right. Eight Jeez. billion for the first stimulus package or the first COVID relief package. Eight billion. Eighty is proposed just as an increase for the auditors at the uh, at the IRS. Mm. Okay, go ahead. So then a few days later, March 18th, 2020, we passed the uh, Family First coronavirus response act that was 192 mm-hmm. billion dollars people mm-hmm. i mean it's hard to even remember this happened coronavirus mm-hmm. uh the cares act uh, the cares act was march 27th so nine days later they passed a two trillion dollar cares act which was unheard of never been done in american history and that fast. a year ago never been done in human history 
And you might say, All wow, right. $2 trillion. It must have been a long time since the, until they passed another act, right? That would be crazy. Right. That's why right. on April 24th, 2020, <laughs> they passed another $483 billion bill. Yeah, but that was days after. Yeah. That was, weeks. You're talking days, uh, weeks, weeks even. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still wasn't enough. Remember, it still wasn't enough. Right. Now, then we got into the election time. Really, nothing was passed in, in hardcore Correct. election time. We got then got to uh, the elections over. It's December 27th, 2020. Then we pass another $868 billion bill. The Consolidated Appropriations Act of the 2021, which is one of the catchiest names, yeah, I've right, ever heard. Right, okay. and it's under. A so trillion. that was the one. That was the one where you're all going. Everybody's going to get money, and it's going to be great. And that's mm-hmm. why you have to vote for Democrats because uh, we have 868 billion dollars. Uh, just, so, just minor correction there, Glenn. That was the one after the election was already over. So that one they, they had already. Uh, no, but no, no, no. Remember, it was used for Atlanta, for Georgia. Mm-hmm. They were making right, yeah, they for the want, yes, okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah, two thousand yeah. dollars instead of the whatever it was six hundred dollars yes, they put in that bill. That was mm-hmm. you're, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. So that's a total of five point three three five billion dollars in that five point three three five. Now we haven't. Hey, that's the, we, I should. That's, that's what we spent last year under Donald Trump. Yeah, we haven't even gotten year. to Biden yet. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Wait until you hear this. Now then, Mm -hmm. Biden uh, has the uh, $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which was enacted on Mm -hmm. March 11th, 2021. So Mm -hmm. then we have... uh, So by by the way, that is only the... That's the only the second time the United States or any humans ever got together and said, let's spend $2 trillion. Mm -hmm. Only the second time. The first time it happened was a year ago. Then this year they decided to do it again. And mm-hmm. you know, typical okay. Pat, typical Glenn Beck uh, exaggerations. It's, it was only a one point nine trillion dollar bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, two trillion. Right. Two trillion yeah. bill. Sorry. <laughs> and it really, what's a hundred billion between friends? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So uh, then we have the American Rescue Plan that was enacted uh, on March eleventh. That was one point nine trillion. We have uh, tonight, he's pitching another $1.8 trillion. We now, then, this is different. Yeah. That's different than the 2.2 that is already in the pipeline. Right, which is the infrastructure bill. Different, totally Correct. different. That's $4 Correct. trillion, dollars, okay. completely unrelated to what we're talking about. Then there was... It's s- actually four. It's actually it's 4.1 that he's doing tonight, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it's a little over four, yeah, I, I think, think it's, technically. So it's 4.1 just tonight. Hmm. Okay. Then there was so, uh, uh, a, mil- a trillion dollars more. of administration, uh, administrative uh, cost associated with this. Well, then paper. there was I the mean, federal printing paper, <laughs> right? The Federal Reserve lending. Now that is another large. You didn't see a lot of bills about that, but there was an additional no. six trillion dollars there. Wait, what? Six okay. trillion? Six trillion? Six trillion? Just the six, six trillion, trillion, though, not twenty trillion. And what was that for? Uh, federal Reserve uh, that lending. Was to- yeah, that was to bail out the big banks. Uh, remember when I said a year ago? So nobody's added hey, that something up, is, though, for us, right? In a news story, nobody's nobody's talking about that. There are some Six stories who talk about it. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah, is... Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, but, wow. but nobody's done this. Nobody's done this. So since the coronavirus, our entire national debt that, it, that took us from George Washington to today is $28 trillion. In the last year, 
we have spent $19.5 trillion. I don't think there's a problem. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when the national debt clock was wow. around 11? Uh-huh. And it was, it was about to be a break even 10 when we lived in New York. And it was such a big deal. Oh, my gosh. We've doubled it. Almost damn near doubled it. In a in year. A year. Where's all that money? Seriously, people wow. don't have a concept wow. of how much a trillion dollars is. Okay, we, we don't have a concept. A trillion dollars should change the world. And I have news for you. I think it is. I think it is. Hmm. All of this money that is going out, who's paying attention? How much money is lost in, in just the accounting of 19 trillion dollars how much money is going to something that mm. we have no idea and would not before I, I mean this is this is the biggest theft in all of human history and tonight he's going to be proposing the four trillion that will take us up to the 19.5 trillion dollars in debt you know you think about but just you, new debt you think about one trillion uh, just to put that into context, a trillion seconds ago, one trillion seconds ago was uh, 31,688 years ago. Jeez. A trillion seconds oh is 31,688 years. Just it kind of puts it into perspective a little bit. Uh, it's a gigantic number gigantic you could spend a million dollars a day i I don't remember exactly the statistic but it's something like you could spend a million dollars a day from the time of christ until now and you wouldn't have spent a trillion dollars now think of this think of this you might say that would be easy but let's just say you want to do good and change the world and your job is to spend a million dollars a day every day you have 24 hours to spend a million dollars it'd be hard to do okay it would be really hard to do now imagine that you had 19 trillion dollars to spend in a in a year what size team would you need to make sure that that money was well spent what kind of team would you need just to dream the things up? You know, they're saying that this is going to be the the moonshot. Um, you know, we're going to do this in 10 years and return a man safely, you know, back to Earth. The JFK moonshot thing. Except tell me what we have at the end of it. Tell me what we're going to be like in 10 years. They're going to say, and we will have we will have begun to change the 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 global warming thing but it won't be enough it's not enough so we're going to in 10 years we're still going to be having the same argument about global warming same argument because this is a scam that what this is is about fundamental transformation of the united states of our economy of of our education of our communication, of absolutely everything, 
And we're sitting at home, not not you, most likely, but many people are sitting at home and they're just lapping up the free money. I mean, this is the time that uh, Franklin spoke about when the politicians figure out they can just spend all kinds of cash and just give it to people. The, the elections won't matter anymore. The Republic will be over. Mm. Who are we giving this money to? 19 trillion, 19 trillion dollars. Is there, I mean, I think this is the problem. You just said it, Stu. Eight billion seems quaint. We don't even bat an eyelash at a billion anymore. We don't even, I mean, that doesn't even sound like a lot. No, and, and uh, you know, a hundred billion dollars is a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Let's let's it's a lot of money. A hundred billion dollars. They need that to be able to hire a few people to be able to uh, do audits on Americans. That's that's the IRS needs 80 billion dollars to hire people to do audits at the IRS. That seems unreasonable. Is it just me? Now, I know these are union jobs, so I don't know what the hourly scale is, but it seems a little out of whack. And that's not me. That's from the guy who used to run the IRS for Obama and Trump said you can't spend that much money. I don't know how you're going to do it. It's incredible. Another one of these uh, million, billion, trillion dollar things is from Brian Riedel. A million-dollar program costs just under a penny per household. A billion-dollar program costs $8 per household. A trillion-dollar program costs $8,000 per household. <laughs> so we're talking oh about... Oh, my god! So tonight, Such he's putting $32,000 per household will be proposed just this evening. Jeez. People just don't have any clue. You and know, there's just no way. You're, we're being made slaves of this debt. We're we're enslaved to China or whoever else wants to tell us what to do, because I mean, who we owe our money to, you know, who we owe this money to the Fed. Mm -hmm. And you know what the Fed is? The five biggest banks, the five biggest banks will own everything in America because they're Mm -hmm. the ones writing all the loans. It's obscene what's happening. You know how much one trillion dollar bills would weigh? <laughs> how much? <laughs> this is incredible no, to me. Much. Okay, so you just have one trillion one dollar mm-hmm. bills. Mm-hmm. Two point two billion pounds. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh. It's approaching Jeffy territory. Yes, there. it is. It's almost. Uh, that's why we need a trillion dollar bill, and we will most likely get it very, very soon. Don't forget our coverage tonight. Our live coverage begins at nine p.m. only on Blaze TV. Uh, a lot of the Blaze uh, hosts will be there. Mark Levin and I are doing uh, analysis of the big speech tonight. Make sure you uh, join us at 9 p.m. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 20% right now. Promo code Glenn, BlazeTV.com. Don't miss it. All right. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Um, please, we have got to get out of bed with these big companies. Today, with Patriot Mobile, if you switch, you can bring your own phone. You'll get 50% off your first two months if you bring your own phone. 
plus a free Patriot starter kit. While you're there, enter to win a free phone and cellular service for life. All the details are at patriotmobile.com slash back. This company believes in the same values you do. They fight with their money for the same things that you fight for. Get away from big mobile and switch today. We've got to start pulling together. And and uh, this isn't a boycott. This is a boycott. We're going to buy what we believe in. Switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So, you know, all countries are struggling all around the world, and there are some countries that are printing money. Usually, we our highest, our highest level of money printing has been 14% of what everybody else has printed that year. We are now at 65% of all of the printing of money along the, alongside the rest of the world. We're printing 65% of all of the currency. This is going to cause massive inflation because people can't make the goods that we're trying to buy because no one will take a job. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash back. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash back. The Glenn Beck Program. We have a uh, quite a treat. We're being visited again by Jason Whitlock. In case you don't know who he is, he's a sports writer. Uh, he is, you know, he's won all kinds of awards, and then, and then they were like, "Oh, we gave it to the wrong guy," because he doesn't happen to uh, go along with everybody else. He was working for ESPN. He's done a couple of things. ESPN, the undefeated website. He also steered Fox uh, Sports One studio sto- uh, show. Speak for yourself. Uh, and he is speaking for himself and I think millions of others. We join Jason Whitlock in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Another Jason lives in Texas, where all good Jasons live. He writes in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He says, I have a nine-year-old Great Dane that has a thyroid problem. Wow, that does not sound good. She used to sleep 23 hours a day before I tried Rough Greens. I can't believe the difference. She does a happy dance all the way to her bowl. She's so much more active. She even jumped on my shoulders twice in the last week. She hadn't been able to do that in four or five years. It's an amazing transformation. Thank you so much for Rough Greens. 
this is the uh, kind of mail we get from a lot of owners of dogs. This is the kind of things that, I mean, Uno is a completely different dog. He's nine. I can't believe that. He's nine years old, and that is old for a German shepherd. Just got him to the vet, and she said he is, he's like, he's regressing in age. And that's the way it feels to us. Rough greens, it's not a dog food. It's uh, something that you put on top of your dog's food, full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, the things that make your dog healthy and happy. Uh, they're not in usually your dog food. These are the things that they need. And it's like dog crack for most dogs. Not everybody likes it. You know, not every dog likes it. Um, I haven't tried it myself. Hey, things keep going the way they're going. Maybe I will be eating dog food. Uh, Rough Greens, you try it for your dog. They want you to have just a free little sample bag so you can try it out. You just put uh, like a, I put a tablespoon of this in my dog's food, mix it in uh, every night. He loves it. If your dog, uh, you're not sure, just get this. It's a free bag. You just pay for shipping and they'll send it to you. If your dog likes it, order a bag and get started and see the difference. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Mr. Jason Whitlock. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Headed well, to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. And you're giving, a, you're giving a speech. Give us a little highlight of the speech. Well, I, I I think we've discussed some of it here. It certainly has been inspired by some of my conversations with you. But if you really understand America's journey and how central the African-American journey was to making America live up to its promise of freedom. And so the African-American journey expanded freedom and made America hyper-focused on freedom. Mm-hmm. And it helped us become the greatest nation in the world, the African-American journey and having to live up to the things we promised in the Declaration of Independence and in our Constitution. And if you really understand what's going on in America right now, African-Americans have been targeted by our adversaries, China, Russia, uh, the Mideast, uh, the le- the far left, the satanic left. And they understand that without African-Americans on their team, they can't bring down America. And so they have targeted us and have moved us away from our faith-based worldview and have removed us from being America's moral conscience. And that's why so much degeneracy is, is promoted by liberals in control of the zeitgeist and Hollywood culture. Degeneracy is promoted within black uh, culture and now you have guys like LeBron James and all the Hollywood influencers and athletic influencers expressing all of this anti-American sentiment. And that's why we have so much chaos here in America. Have you, have you met LeBron? I mean, you're a sports writer. Have you met him? What do you, what do you think of him? Uh, I've met him, but not in a real way. I've been, you know, practices, games, press conferences, have you know asked him questions at press conferences, things. I at one point I was tight with uh, the people close to LeBron, Maverick Carter, his business partner, and Rich Paul, and have sat down with a lot of those guys. What I mostly think is that, and and I look, I just got to be real. I'm a former athlete. When you focus that much time on your 
body and athleticism and developing your athletic ability, there's not a lot of time left over to develop your intellectual capacity. So most of the guys that I have known who are blessed with the most physical ability aren't the brightest lights in the world. LeBron's not one of the brightest lights in the world. There, there are some athletes, Grant Hill, uh, others who are you know pretty smart, come from really solid family foundations, and are more well-rounded than LeBron. LeBron's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He's not one of the greatest thinkers. And it's not surprising. If I was blessed with that kind of athletic talent, I wouldn't be one of the brightest thinkers. Not that I am now, but, but I just think that athleticism, that level of it, gets in the way of developing your intellectual capacity. And so LeBron's not very bright, and but he's got a lot of money, and that trumps all in America when you worship uh, money the way we do here in this country. We tend to think, oh, that guy's got a lot of money. He's got to be really smart. And I say a lot of times the people with the most money are the people either physically blessed or the people willing to cut the most corners uh, to get the money. And, you know, there's a reason why God says, you know, a rich man is like getting a, a camel through a needle for him to see the kingdom of heaven. I guess that's why I blow so much money, Glenn. I want to I want to die poor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, much to my kids' uh, chagrin, I want to die poor as well. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, So what's his motivation, do you think? Oh, I think he and Nike, he's being a great Nike employee, and Nike is beholden to China, and they're – interest in growing their market share in China supersedes growing their market share in America. China has 1.4 billion citizens. We have 333 million or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so Nike is most interested in China. And so LeBron James being a good Nike employee, uh, you know, sings the praises of China or ignores the, the problems in China and focuses on being a good propaganda tool for China and Nike that, you know, America's the evil place. He's just being a good Nike employee and serving his bottom line. Hmm. Uh, I know I saw some tweets saying that, you know, you were a rich elite, you know, calling out him as a rich elite. You're a rich elite. No, first of all, you're not even in the same, none of us are in the same uh, category as LeBron James. But you earned your money just like he did. And you came from, from nothing. Isn't that, instead of arguing uh, who's got more money or what you're doing because you have money, the idea is that, yeah, I have money, but I didn't come from money. I earned it, and I, I did it the right way. And in America, anyone can make it. I think that they would argue LeBron earned his money. He came from nothing. He did it the right way. All those things are true. I think what right. separates me and LeBron, though, is I'm aware that I live a pampered, privileged life. However, I want to create the opportunities for kids who are in the same situation as yes. me to elevate. And so I, I can't be pro-elite I was an elite. I was not an elite. I was, you know, a kid growing up poor with a dad that didn't graduate high school and a mom that was a factory worker and came from nothing. And so some, a lot of the things I'm arguing aren't in my particular best interest. I'm arguing for people 
who were like me 30 years ago, how do they climb the ladder? Because, again, uh, America has the most economic mobility than any country on the planet. There, mm-hmm. My story is not unique. Uh, there are other black, white, Asian, uh, Hispanic people that have came from nothing and uh, climbed the social and economic ladder here in America. It's easier to do it here because of our freedoms and the principles that were founded long before any of us were alive. Some of the principles weren't the greatest, but we corrected and improved those and kept the ones that were great, and they allowed people like me to elevate from a, a poor station in life to a life of privilege. I just want other kids, and I'm arguing for things that will allow other Jason Whitlocks, when they're 10, 12, 11, 15 years old, that they can climb that ladder the same way I did. If we go the way of the elites and what's good for Nike and the globalists, again, there will be less people like Jason Whitlock. Less, I'll reference my my lawyer and friend in Kansas City, Kirk May, a white guy that came from nothing in Springfield, Missouri. It'll be a lot harder for him to climb that ladder if we go the way that the elites like LeBron James and Nike are, pu- are pushing us. There will be less stories of people uh, overcoming their circumstances and elevating. Because- it is, it is the story. It's why people are coming from South America here. In South America and the rest of the world, China, you have to be connected and you have to be in the right party and the right class and know the right people to be able to make it. Here, the rule of law was supposed to be justice is blind, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to belong to a union or a guild or be from the right family all you have to do is invent a better mousetrap. But now we're making that damn near impossible. And you can't because of all the regulations. You have to have money and you have to have connections. And if that stands and continues to grow, people down at the bottom of the ladder, they don't have a chance. They'd never, ever make it. I know I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have made it. They are going to make those people dependent on UBI. And I, I'm just, I don't want to be dependent on UBI and they're already doing that. Yeah. And, and yes, they, they've done have, someone the other day sent me, um, the letter or the newspaper column that Paul Harvey turned into a, uh, brought a radio broadcast speech. And it was about if, if I were the devil, I, and it oh, was yeah. written in 1965 mm-hmm. and and it's so profound and so ahead of its time. And, and one of the great lines in there is about I would take from those who have and give to those who want it, thus like destroying the incentive of the ambitious. And that's what well, we're doing. Look what's happening. Look what's happening with just the bailouts. We have people now making more money than they can make it work. And so they're not going to work. And what people don't understand is, you know, everybody says, oh, inflation's not coming. All inflation is, is too much money chasing too few goods. So all you have to do is not be able to make the goods. Well, if no one's taking their job, the factories can't keep up with the demand. So that demand will will promise you higher prices. 
and everybody's going to bitch and moan about higher prices. They're going to say it's the capitalist system. No, it's not. It's this it's this government hybrid here of socialism and corrupt uh, capitalism that is going to cause massive, massive pain for everybody involved. All right, we're going to continue our conversation uh, with Jason Whitlock here in just a second. Our sponsor is AMAC. We live in a country today that has wildly lost its way, lost all respect for logic and law and order, basic decency. Knowing who you can count on is a valuable commodity. Remember I said, just keep your, keep your dignity and keep your name. Don't lie to people. Make sure you get rid of all the lies in your life because trust is going to be very valuable. Uh, those times are right here. It's happening. Let me tell you about a group that you can definitely count on. It is AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, the advocacy group that is now 2 million members strong and growing. AMAC believes in the values that constitutional conservatives care about and believe in. They represent courage, faith, and reason in trying times. We just told you that in the last year, our national debt is now uh, $28 trillion. But in the last year, we have almost doubled that. In the last year, we have spent $19.5 trillion, assuming what the president is going to say tonight, that he will pass without Republican support. Another $4.5 trillion goes through. $19 trillion. Is anyone standing up for that? Is anybody standing up for the sanctity of life? Well, they have a full-time presence in Washington, and AMAC has been pushing back for years against the radical left. They have been doing it, and I have been watching them do it and supporting them. May I suggest stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S dot, uh, slash Beck. That's AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. Okay, go with me here for for just a second. I want to switch gears on you. Two stories. Here's story number one. An Illinois woman was convicted of revenge porn after sharing sexually explicit photos that another woman had sent to her fiancé. She's 43. She sent the racy images to her family and friends in 2016 to explain why she was calling the wedding off. She was found guilty of non-consensual dissemination of private sexual images in uh, the county court. When she discovered the illicit pics, uh, Austin had been living with the man she was engaged to for more than seven years. The couple shared an Apple iCloud account that uh, allowed messages to be sent to the man's phone, but also go to Austin's iPad. That's how she found the text and the photos leading to the couple to break up and blah, blah, blah. And she said, I had to keep my credibility on this breakup, and I needed everybody to know why we were not getting married. So the judge said, you can't do that because it's a violation of the right of privacy. Agree or disagree? Quickly on that. Agree. It's agree. A yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Now listen to story number two. The FBI has, without court orders... Look through troves of national security uh, security agency communications for information on Americans, racially motivated, violent extremists. 
The agency conducted the reviews despite being warned several years ago by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, which approves warrants for such investigations, that such inquiries were constitutionally alarming. The FBI's warrant-free queries, (laughs) listen to this, known as backdoor searches, were related to criminal investigations, including those on domestic terrorism involving racially motivated violent extremists. Where is our right to privacy on this one? We, we don't have any because uh, the media, the government, the elites have made race an issue that justifies any and all actions and any and all violations of rights. And uh, again, this is again how black people are being used, other people of color are being used to throw out principles foundational principles, the reasons why people come to America. And again, that, and, and I'm sure there may be some people listening and say, well, it's justified. We have to, there are other ways to protect people be, be, besides going through their personal information. And I'm just sorry, we have to allow people to think inappropriate things or we don't have America. I have this uh, saying, Glenn, that I've probably been using the last 10 years. You can't have freedom without the dumb. Free, dumb. You can't. D-U-M-B. <laughs> you have to allow the dumb or there is no free. And so th- there, there's a level of dumb that we have to tolerate here in America and people's inappropriate thoughts. And I say this all the time. People don't get it. My dad was a great human being. He had some really dumb thoughts on race. He, he was prejudiced by, by events that had happened in his life, turned sure. him cold and racist. Uh, but he was a great man, and he treated anybody who came into his place of business, regardless of color, with a great deal of respect as long as they met him with a great deal of respect. Uh, right. And so if my dad can be a great person while holding some really stupid thoughts on race. I make that assumption about others that, Mm. and we act like that if, Oh my God, if you have some sort of racial bias that controls all of your behavior and it's just not true. My dad held some pretty racist thoughts, but his behavior was controlled by wanting to be a good person that trumped his racist thoughts. That's why I never saw my dad, despite, and I knew his views because he shared them openly with me and anybody else that would listen, but I never saw him mistreat anyone, black, white, whomever, any of my friends, anybody that came into his bar, the Masterpiece Lounge, or Jimmy's J Bar J. Everybody got treated with respect because that was important to my dad that he be a good person. Back in just a second with um, journalism and the state of journalism with uh, Jason Whitlock, USA Today has edited an op-ed to help uh, somebody make a case. And they edited it so it read really entirely differently uh, and didn't even mark that they had edited it. You need to know it next. The Glenn Beck Program. Also going to tell you about an angel cop. This guy's amazing. Timeshare termination team. Uh, you know, you own a timeshare. You 
you got into it, you know, thinking that it's going to be good and you're going to use it all the time. Uh, and if uh, they've been jerking you around and it's not everything that they they promised, um, you can get out of your timeshare um, legally. Now, it's important to do things legally and to do it the right way. Uh, and that's where timeshare termination team comes in. If you're stuck in a timeshare and you want to get out of it, um, you'll be told you can't, but you can, you can, it just takes time and, um, strategery as George Bush would say, it takes strategic thinking with attorneys call timeshare termination team. They get the process started 100% money back guarantee. If it doesn't work for you, if you're not out, no strings attached, you're not out, 100% uh, guarantee. You also get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare by using my name, Beck. So call 888-GET-YOU-OUT or timeshareterminationteam.com. Live speech coverage tonight with Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, and more. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 20 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, 9 p.m., the president gives his first joint session of Congress speech. Uh, it's it's only been almost 100 days, you know, no rush. His big speech tonight, they're comparing it to JFK's moon launch speech. There's, it's not a high bar to, to, to hurdle over. Um, comparing it to his, uh, his speech for uh, JFK, they are saying now that he's going to be asking for almost $5 trillion in additional spending tonight. Uh, I don't know what, what, how he's going to say that we're, what we're building. I mean, at the end, we had the moon, uh, and that was pretty remarkable. At the end, what do we have? Except maybe a promise that if we keep doing it, we'll reduce the temperature of the earth, which is nonsense. Uh, we have Jason Whitlock with us tonight before we get into USA Today. Your thoughts on the speech tonight and another $5 trillion in spending. I do think for Joe Biden and the left, I do think it's analogous to Kennedy wanting to go to the moon. Uh, because I think what I hear Joe Biden and the $5 trillion, what I heard from Elizabeth Warren in Hillary's four-minute update about you know, child care is infrastructure. They're remaking mm -hmm. America right before Correct. our eyes. And there's Correct. a desperation to do it as soon as possible. And yes. it's a kickoff tonight of a full blown kickoff of we're going to remake this thing and we're going to do it in the next two years and we're going to spend all this money to do it. And, and so, like, when I hear Elizabeth Warren talk about child care is infrastructure and everything's infrastructure, what you'll never hear them talk about is. Uh, family care because well that's what this is called tonight it is this is a family that's called family care the 1.9 mm. he's asking for is family care okay <laughs> and so again they're reshaping the family because to me when i think of child care that starts with caring for the family mom and dad making it eat because those should be the primary that should be the primary daycare for kids is mom and dad and yeah, they're no, re the, no, they're they're recasting that as mom has to go to work. I understand. So yes. let's get right. And so we're we're building a society for individuals, not families. And we're just all going to be a group of individuals. There will be no family structure. 
There will no one cares about family. And again, this goes right back to Black Lives Matters and they mm-hmm. want to tear down the nuclear family. And it's on like Donkey Kong starting tonight. They're going to redefine the American family and we're going to spend trillions of dollars redefining the American family into something that I just if they can point to me where a group of individuals is better than mom and dad, I'll get on board. But I just don't think they can point to that. No, they can't. Uh, But is it I mean, it's not really going to matter because they're changing the language. They have all of the tools at their disposal. Um, USA Today, I mean, I think this is this is so Orwellian. It's it's spooky. So Stacey Abrams, you know, she has been for boycotts and everything else. Well, as soon as boycotts started in her state, people started saying, yeah, well, look at who you're hurting. Well, she had just written an op ed on March 31st. Um, about boycotts. And let me read just the, the critical the critical paragraph. Events hosted by Major League Baseball, world-class soccer, college sports, and dozens of Hollywood fi- films hang in the balance. At the same time, activists urge Georgians to swear off hometown products and express our outrage. Until we hear clear, unequivocal statements that show Georgia-based companies Get what's at stake. I can't argue with an individual's choice to opt for their competition. So they took that out because people started saying, look at the damage you're doing to jobs in Georgia. USA Today went in and changed that paragraph to say this. Instead of a boycott, I strongly urge other events and productions to do business in Georgia and speak out against our law and similar proposals in other states. That's not simply a a grammatical error or anything else. This is fundamentally changing the position of Stacey Abrams, and they did it so politic fact could then come back and say, see, Stacey Abrams never said that. And they never said until they were forced to, they never said that they had made that change in the article. I'm going to say it's not surprising. And, and, and I'm going to say, you know, she plays for the right team. And so you get those kind of hookups. And this isn't a defense, but these types of shenanigans have been commonplace, I think, in the American media uh, for a long time. And and go, I'm I'm a bit of a Kennedy buff, JFK buff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you go look at what Joe Kennedy did to create a narrative, oh my God. for his son to be president, uh, this is right out of that playbook. And so Stacey Abrams, who who I fondly call Big Mama, uh, they're running Big Mama for president, and so they're going to play with her narrative and try to. Uh, keep her out of harm's way. And so Big Mama's getting hooked up the way JFK got hooked up and and because they want her to be president someday. Uh, and so this doesn't surprise me. Didn't this, this have to come is, at Abrams' request, though? I mean, it had to have. If, if they took Stacey Abrams, a, a, a well-known figure, as you point out, a p- potential president in the future, and, oh, and USA Today just decided to edit her opinion to the exact opposite... Like in a, in an op-ed, that yeah, would be a remarkable scandal that she would be 
infuriated about, wouldn't she? Certainly you? her team. Somebody on her team. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and again, mm-hmm. Big Mama made a mistake and cost <laughs> black Georgians a lot of money mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And they had to get her out from underneath that. And right. so they reached out to USA Today and rewrote her thoughts. Or But this is... I mean, you know, it is, it's really... I don't know if you're familiar. I was just up in Connecticut and I took the kids... Uh, downtown New Haven, and we took a tour of, of Yale. And uh, I was showing them the different buildings and the different markings and what everything means, and I came to the uh, Skull and Bones Secret Society uh, uh, temple, if you will. And it's right there, and it is super secret, and these really powerful people have gone, and you know, corporations are run for these guys. You are selected to be a part of this. And then problems just go away and opportunities just start. And it is so evil, so evil. It's a cult. And when you get, uh, when you have a cult member in trouble, the cult kicks in to, to take care of those things. And that's what's happening right now. It doesn't matter what you do. Don't worry. Just stay with us and we can make things disappear for you. That certainly, she's inducted into that club. She's she's a pawn in that club. Uh, and, and again, I go back to what we were talking about earlier. It is central to what the left is doing to have black co-conspirators. And she's a co-conspirator in the reshaping and the remaking of America. There are black people that foolishly think they're going to benefit from this reshaping. We are not. None of us are. None of us that that are attracted to freedom. American free. None of us that believe in God, this will not benefit us. And so you can get all caught up in the color of the co-conspirators. And say, oh, yeah, that means it's good. For-. No, it doesn't. Unless you're an elite. And this is where, again, I go back like W.E.B. Du Bois and the talented 10th. Mm-hmm. That was always offensive to me because I'm not part of the talented 10th. Yes. I'm 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 the son of a factory worker and a guy that didn't graduate high school. I went to Ball State University, graduated a 2.3. No one ever identified me as, oh, this guy here. We because you know, same I, with me. Yeah, same I with me. I, I didn't have the heritage, the blueprint for them to invite me into their club, and I would have rejected the invitation because later in life, I have been the you know the last 20 years, I have been like offered opportunities to join the club. I'm not interested in it. Because it's not good for the great mass of Americans mm-hmm. who believe in this country, enjoy mm-hmm. and understand the 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 beauty of freedom, the 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 power of freedom, religious freedom, all freedom. It's just not good for all of us, and it's certainly not good for those of us who are believers. And so, f the club. I'm not joining. Um, uh, let me play this. This is com- coming from Rose McGowan. Uh, this is what she said about the Democratic Party. Now, she's one of the big proponents of Me Too. Listen to this. As some of you know, as some of you don't know, if you've heard my name or read anything on me in the media, I grew up in a cult, and it was a very famous cult called Children of God, and it gave me a superpower. It gave me the ability to see the control and the propaganda machine, especially in the U.S., for what it is and how it harms people and how the left can harm people just as much uh, as the right if they go very, very deep into it and ignore all other aspects of 
kind of reality in a way and and that you're serving a master that might not be serving you and i always say i come in peace i am not here to make people feel bad about their political choices but i am here to say that you might be in a cult too if you don't know the signs and and i do believe democrats most especially are in a deep cult that they really don't uh, and know about and aren't really aware of. And I leave the Republicans alone more because I do respect people more that are like, this is what we are, this is what we're about, this is what we're against. Whereas I find that the Democrats are really pretty much almost against all the same things. They're against um, changing the world for the better. And, and they're for keeping a system in place that is for so few people and benefits so few, but they masquerade as the, as the helpers. We would do this, the world would be perfect if only those Republicans would get out of the way. Well, okay, you've got control, so now what? What are you gonna do to make the world better? We're gonna see tonight. Jason, God bless, have a safe trip, I hope to see you again. Thank you, Glenn, Stu. Thank you. Jason Whitlock on the Glenbeck program. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Legacy Box. Uh, we were up for a funeral um, a few weeks ago. My, uh, my wife lost her brother to a tragedy. And we were going through all of the pictures. And, you know, I, I haven't seen a photo album, a real photo album with, you know, the Kodak Instamatic uh you know, flash cube kind of pictures in a long time. And they were almost all just faded and gone. They've been sitting in this photo album, protected as, you know, grandma thought they would be protected forever. And they are just fading away. And you could barely make out some of the faces on some of them. And uh, so for Mother's Day, mom, you're getting a legacy box. It's closing in on us fast. And I think this is the best this is the best Mother's Day present. It's, I keep telling my kids, all I want, all I want. They ask me, what do you want, Dad, for Christmas, your birthday, whatever. I've been saying it for two years. All I want are the pictures organized and and preserved. That's all I want. That's all I want. Um, there is something about those memories that I just don't want seen lost for the generations. And all of our photos and everything else, it's going to be lost. Mother's Day Give Legacy Box. It will bring new life to your old media by unlocking all of the Trap family members and putting them into a modern digital format. It will preserve them. Make sure that they're safe. All you have to do is you get a Legacy Box. It's running a 50% off Mother's Day special right now. You order your Legacy Box. You take advantage of the incredible offer. You put the photos in. You send them away. You get the photos back, and you also get... Uh, you know, on a thumb drive or up on the cloud, however you want it, on a uh, on a DVD, ROM, or CD, you can get Legacy Box to help you do this. Now it's a great Mother's Day pres uh, present. It's LegacyBox.com/slash/beck. LegacyBox.com/slash/beck. Save fifty percent while supplies last. LegacyBox.com/slash/beck. You know, I saw a story today, Stu, um, out of the um, UAE. And, you know, America is so horrible. And, you know, we're just so behind the rest of the world. 
it's in uh it's it's a woman who has encouraged people to venture into the car repair business uh and it's a it's a story of this woman who's the first to fix a car in the UAE and i saw that and i thought you know we are way ahead way ahead on many things and the UAE is relatively ahead of oh, yeah. the, some of the other areas of the middle east yeah they're not even and we're the told worst. now now you, you you might say well that's the uae okay compare us to what anything outside of the western world because the western world is the target it's the judeo-christian western world that they hate so tell me where it, where women where gays where anybody is better off than in the western world Tell, tell me, tell me, because I don't see it. There certainly is not a place, and there has never been a place uh, as good as this for all sorts of minority groups. And I, you know, I, you know, I know you're using the qualifier of the Western world to, com- you know, compare it to other, you know, similar countries. But I'd take us over any of them too, frankly. Oh, in, uh, any you know, place, especially any place. when you look at how large and diverse our country is. You know, yeah. I, you know, it's it's an amazing achievement, and it's it's why this country is worth actually protecting and not shredding it as they're attempting to do tonight. So that's that's why we're going to be covering the speech tonight and giving you all the details that you need to know because the end of the Western world is the ten-year objective, uh, and you will see it tonight, Blaze TV. Tonight is the big speech for Joe Biden, and where are we headed? Well, <laughs> no place, no place good. This is being shilled now as reminiscent of Kennedy's moonshot speech, and that's all you're going to hear tonight from mainstream media. Oh, it was beautiful. It was flowing. It was flowery. It was inspiring. It it laid out a big vision. Well, we'll tell you the truth. The big vision is the opposite of the America that you and I grew up in. Uh, it is fundamental transformation of almost every piece of America, including an additional $5 trillion in spending that is being recommended just tonight. So what does the world of the future look like? I'm going to give you an example, but we have to go to South Africa to get it. I'll show it to you in 60 seconds. We got a review in a review in from Dana writing about her experience with American financing. She said, uh, watching a Glenn Beck YouTube seg- uh, segment is how I got introduced to American financing. After its commercial spot, my curiosity was triggered. So I called American finance number and I'm happy I did from start to finish. The American financing team members were knowledgeable and helpful and they made me feel comfortable throughout the whole refinancing process. They were they were able to significantly lower my interest rate and free up equity for me to do home improvements. I am really satisfied and so glad I chose American Financing. And I'll share my experience with my family and my friends. They are rock stars. What else do you need to know? You need to refinance. You need to save money. You need to get out of high interest credit cards. They can help you. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
Tonight on Glenn TV, after months of delays and COVID-19 excuses and 100 days into his presidency, Biden will finally give his first joint address to Congress. Some predict his plan will be like JFK's moon landing challenge. But will it be closer to FDR's New Deal nightmare? Glenn Beck hosts a live reaction show with the great one, Mark Levin, as they break down the address that could completely transform our economy. Watch it live with Glenn Beck and Mark Levin. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So part of our infrastructure bill is to uh, make sure that we have broadband available for everywhere in the country, that we are going to be blanketing this thing coast to coast and the government is going to be involved in it. I don't want the government involved in any of this stuff. Um, I don't think the government has a place in it, a role in it. And, you know, when things go wrong, you become China very quickly if it's all government lines, if it's everything was built by the government you know the government's going to build in things for the future you know some things that maybe we'd we'd like to do i would rather have people like um elon musk building them elon musk has just done uh spacex's starlink internet service and they're rolling it out around the world and it is a service so you can have high-speed internet anywhere and the latency is about 40 milliseconds to 20 milliseconds well so you know we are now uh, have a latency issue uh, of about 100 milliseconds when you get it below five you can do surgery remotely but 20 milliseconds and 100 for sure is too long you you'll kill a patient on the table if something goes wrong but five milliseconds and below that's like having the surgeon's hands right there in real time well this gets from space this gets you a a latency of 20 milliseconds to 40 milliseconds that's good that's really good for something in space low orbit and he's paying for it now why am i talking about this because i think it's an amazing uh project that an entrepreneur has taken on and said i'll get internet to appalachia i'll get internet anywhere We're just going to ring the earth with satellites, and he's done it. Now he is going and opening it up. Already it's available in the U.S., in Canada, Australia, Um, and this is just the beta system. It's going to get faster once they have more satellites up, but they are now asking other countries, do you want to buy into this? Do you want part of this? Well, uh, the problem is in South Africa, they desperately need this but in south africa they have uh they have something called the oh shoot what is it the black buy-in or something you have to have black uh either ownership or black ceos as the head of the company for you to be able to do anything in south africa now well well wait a minute so what is what does that mean? Does that mean you're not going to give high-speed internet because Elon Musk is the CEO and he's white? The answer is yes. That's exactly what it means. So we're no longer on meritocracy. We are only judging things on race, which, I mean, you could find ways around it, I would imagine. But is that, what, is that a job you would want? That you would be the guy who's not really the CEO, but you're black, and so you're going to be the CEO? 
That'd be horrible. Think of what kind of a country you would have if you start creating those kinds of things. This, this happens often in, in foreign countries and, and sometimes in the U.S. as well. A friend of mine wound up purchasing a, a business in Hawaii. And the rules were basically that there had to be a certain percentage ownership of a native Hawaiian. So it was the business was purchased. And then basically the native Hawaiian was sort of like the the billboard on the front of the company, you know, like not necessarily doing a lot, but had to be on the ownership papers and it got paid to be on the ownership papers while the, the regular American, which I guess Hawaiians aren't, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works, but the regular American actually owned and, and operated the business. It's bizarre. And it happens all over the world From foreign countries. It happens all the time uh, with Americans. Yeah, in foreign countries, in, in foreign countries, it happens. And in foreign countries, even Mexico, you can't buy oceanfront property in Mexico unless you're Mexican. So, and and I understand that you don't want foreign foreign nationals to own all of the property that's good. Um, so, people, what they do is they they buy something, and you can own it through the bank if you're a foreign national, but only for a hundred years, and then it goes back to the bank. Um, and but if it's if it's waterfront property, it has to be purchased. Uh, through a Mexican. So you, what people do, and I, I think, is they buy these properties and they buy them through people who are saying, you live there, but really they're just the caretakers. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a sham. It's a way for people to make money, and it's a sham. Um, I wanted to talk about South Africa because it's a really unique situation um, but, uh, we have somebody who we know through the blaze. He's a really great guy, president and founder of share together, uh, and is from South Africa actually, uh, saved his sister from sex trafficking. It's an amazing story. Yako Buens is, uh, with us now. Yako, how are you? He, uh, we can get Yako in. Uh, he would, he was actually scheduled for about 10 minutes from now. I did see him walk in though. So oh, I'm grab sorry. him if you, if you would. Oh, like. I thought he was on the phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him in, mm-hmm. bring him in. He has a really interesting take, uh, on, the, on what all of this kind of stuff means. Um, because he sees it in South Africa and South Africa is a disaster. It's a disaster. It was getting better under, um, Nelson Mandela. And they made massive changes. It's not America. It's, n- it's certainly not Israel. Um, and it has some real poverty problems. I mean, the, the difference between the black community in poverty and the white community in poverty is something Americans have never seen. We've just never seen that kind of poverty. And how do you get out of it? We have uh, Yako on with us. Hi, Yako. How are you? Blaine, good to be with you. Good. I'm sorry to pull you in. I thought you were. I thought you were uh, on this uh, half hour. No, it's um, good. I wanted to talk to you about what Elon Musk is dealing with, and what that means in South Africa when you have uh, you have to have a black South African at the head of a company, and it's a sham. A hundred percent, Glenn. It's the Black Economic Empowerment Act. And this act, you know, Dr. Helen Zillow is the leader of the Democratic Alliance, which is in the Cape province. It's the only province that's not governed by the ANC. She wrote a book recently called State Woke Go Broke. In the book, she says, we don't know if South Africa can survive the culture wars in the USA. I disagree. I don't think the USA 
can survive a type policy as what we've had for the last 27 years in the culture wars in South Africa. So South Africa is really a test case. It should be the test case for the world. Everything we've seen through COVID in 2020, I've seen that movie before. I lived it through apartheid. I can script it for you what's coming next. And what's coming next is affirmative action in the U.S. It is a BEE, Black Economic Empowerment-like kind of policy and this is what that does it mandates by the state that you have c-suite level executives with a 51 percent majority ownership of your company if you're the founder of the company it doesn't matter you just hire a black face you give equity and that qualifies you for certain privileges by the state lower taxes etc and then most importantly you can qualify for government contracts And here comes the massive corruption. This is why you see President Zuma indicted for fraud, the Guptas, why you see banks going down, why you see ESCOM, the power company, funneling money, billions of dollars out of South Africa. It's because of black economic empowerment. But the policy does the following. Um, Black economic empowerment is preferential procurement, affirmative action, quotas, even in sport, to where a sports team says, hey, seven seven players this color, three players white, two players that color, not on merit, even in in sport on our national level, our national level. Then it also, of course, economic equity and in, in, uh, uh, you know, the representation that needs to be across the board. So literally how it works is there's a scoring system, Glenn. And if you say, look, I'm not going to subscribe to BEE at all. I am a business owner in South Africa still. And I had to decide, do I want to subscribe to BEE? And if you don't, you get penalized. Your capital gains, your taxes are through the roof. Now you start playing the game because there's a scorecard. Okay, I'll bring in one C-suite guy. I I earn a couple points. Two C-suite guys, uh, 20% ownership. And this is game. And what happens, I'll give you an example. The head of our education department in south africa the head so our our equivalent of the head of education in the u.s and we have ministers our Mm. minister of education does not have an education degree our minister of health is not a doctor think about that first The, the person who's writing policies on health in south africa is not a doctor it's a person who used to work in economic department who used to be in mining and just gets placed at the top of the tier of a, of a whole sector, this is what Elon you know, is stepping into. So this is what, uh, this, this is the Great Reset. Absolutely. This is what the World Economic Forum, I mean, the scorecard is already there. It's the ESG system. A hundred percent. And I, I think that's what you're going to hear um, a tip of the hat to tonight about finding new ways to equity and to make things more fair, et cetera, et cetera. And what you're describing, I think, probably was the prototype. And now they've just figured out how to do it and how to cast it out for the whole world through the World Economic Forum. Uh, Because all of those things are being proposed right now in the United States. All of those things. It's sad to say, Glenn, but I I called several economists because thank you for inviting me on your show. I really always appreciate you. I called them because I just want to be on the cusp, factual on your show. Even this morning, spoke to one of the top economists in the country and he said, Yaku, we are are cringing over here because you're literally following our playbook from 1997, 2001, 2005. It is, it's like it's scripted. The guys can predict what's next. And, and I'm telling you, here's what happened. 
Black okay, economic. Wait, wait, let me take. Wait, wait. Let me take a break, and then we'll come back. I'll give me one minute. Thank we'll you. We'll take a network break. That way, I don't have to interrupt you. Tell me what happened in South Africa, and the uh, and the results of that. All right, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Hustler Turf. Man, Hustler Turf is the best lawnmower you can find. A Hustler lawnmower is one that is built for generations. Um, they're actually built to be used uh, professionally. You know, eight hours a day six seven days a week uh and that's why they are so tough and uh they just they just don't break down they're break they're made like a tank now they used to make these just for professionals now they're making them for your home lawnmower uh and you can cut the time of your lawn mowing in half let's say you're out there for two hours you can get it done probably under an hour now because of a hustler turf it is a zero turn lawnmower but not just any zero turn lawnmower these are the people that created it and developed it and perfected it beginning in the 1960s. So if you're looking for a new lawnmower, I mean, one of the things that I've been saying lately, and my kids are starting to make fun of me, once. We'll buy it once. So we are looking for things that will last forever and can be fixed, not just thrown away. That's a Hustler Turf, man. Go to HustlerTurf.com. Find a dealer near you. Test drive whatever you want. Go. Do, I, I encourage you to do your own homework. Go drive other zero-turn lawnmowers. Then find a Hustler dealer near you and test drive a Hustler. There is nothing like it. HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Yako Bullions uh, is the founder and president of Share Together, and he is from Australia and uh, has been warning Americans for a while. Hey, look out. Now we are clearly we're able to clearly see what happened in South Africa and is still going on is coming here to America. So tell me what it was like and uh and what they sold and what happened yeah yeah i'm from south africa you know born and raised 27 years first 27 years of my life glenn and so through the apartheid era i was raised and i was we were raised right by a mom who said hey all men are equal created by god but what we saw is a massive pendulum swing in reverse racism and and the result and and the immediately the proposed you know economic plan was black economic empowerment and it took three years to employ from 1994, when Nelson came out of prison, to 1997. Now here, here are the so he was part of this. Oh, 100 percent. Because he didn't. No, 100 percent. He did not have. He didn't. He was a communist, yeah. but he didn't have. He didn't seem to have a bone in his body where it was vengeance. No, but but Nelson, it's like it always. It, now there was a version of this plan with President Mandela that then, you know, those. Was kind. Follow, yeah, it was kinder, and it, and it was truly about you know building a nation together and really bringing people together. Right. Because the man had a heart change in prison. He was a communist, yes, but he had a heart change. But very quickly, those who took over power from him swung the pendulum all the way, and that's what we're seeing in the U.S. now. I firmly believe right. the radical left feel like Barack Obama was not radical enough, and this is oh, yeah. this is the time oh, yeah. to come get the pound of flesh. And this is oh, what's yeah. going to happen. It's scripted. So when that pendulum swung. Reverse racism came in, but this is what happened. Three trillion dollars, U.S. dollars, was spent by the apartheid government on the, on the majority, which is always black in Africa. The majority is black. The minority is white. 
There's only mm-hmm. 3 million people that speak my language on the planet, Afrikaans. It's a small group of people, right? So when that pendulum swung and they brought in black economic empowerment, here's what happened. We're now at 29% nationally unemployment rate. 29%. Oh, my gosh. Today. That's a figure today. That's black economic empowerment. There is no middle class. It enriches the political class. They hand out contracts, government contracts to to government employees. This is pay for play. This is everything you cringe about as a free American, and it's coming. and the, And they and they call it, you know, the, the economic forum in South Africa, the Equality Act. They have done nothing. This policy does nothing, Glenn. To uplift, it's as black as bad for black South Africans as it is for white South Africans. It's a facade. They're riding on the backs of their own people. It's a cannibalization of their own people. It's a voting block so that we can stay in power, the ANC, through black mm-hmm. economic. And now a foreign company comes in. Elon is a South African born. I'm South African born. We're both citizens of the U.S. But Elon is about to step into a mess. I mean, I is think, he going to do it? I don't think so, because what they're going to require of him, I can't see that man give it up. He's going to have to give up. He's going to have to position his company at 51% black ownership in South Africa. 51%. That's controlling interest, Glenn. You know that. I mean, this is the, how, the, how the, the, the corporation is steered. And the, the reason they do that, whether it is our version of Walmart, which is MassMart, or our version of Nestle, Cadbury, they put these guys in senior C-suite positions so that they answer to the government, Stu. They answer to the government. So the government says, turn left, a corporation shifts, culture shifts. They control the purse strings, and they pay these guys we got people in education in South Africa that earn more than doctors. And by the way, it trickles down. Today, if you're a white kid, which is the minority in South Africa by number, okay, the minority, you cannot go to school to become a doctor. They won't let you in. Your skin color is not right. You can't become a doctor. So it trickles down to sport. We're talking about quotas in our version of peewee football, peewee rugby. Hey, sorry, uh, only four white kids allowed on the team. Not merit. Hey, but Johnny is really fast. No, Johnny, you're the wrong skin color. That's coming. More in uh, just a second. I, I want to talk to uh, Yako about something else that is going on. When, the, when Nelson Mandela died, there was a, a turn towards vengeance. Uh, enough of this reconciliation. And they turn to vengeance, and it is the dark side of what's happening here in America as well. And it hasn't led to anything good. We're going to talk about that coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't forget, tonight, our special on uh, on Biden's speech at 9 p.m. Don't miss it. Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and save 20%. Millions of Americans have had the quality of their lives directly and dramatically changed because of pain. I'm one of them. And I've met members of this audience who were addicted to prescription painkillers and hated them but couldn't live without them. Now they are suddenly free. I mean, I, I've had, I, I had a conversation with a man and, uh, and uh, his wife who was addicted to these painkillers in bed all the time, so much pain. He wept. She's free. She's free, and she can get up and do things. It's really amazing what Relief Factor can do. Now, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You'll know within the first three weeks. That's why they give you a a three-week trial pack, because 
if it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. So don't order anymore. But 70% of the people do. They go on to order more month after month because it does work. Relief Factor. I know you've tried everything. Try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Big night tonight. Biden's speech live coverage on BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome back uh, to the program. 888-727-BECK is the number. Glenn Beck is here. Jakob Buyens is here as well. Talking about the, the unfortunate similarities between South Africa and where and the, the United, United States. States is going. And maybe already and is. It is. It is so sad, Jakob, because South Africa is beautiful. Um, and, you know, it is a, it's a system that was built, uh, I think by um uh nelson mandela out of love he thought he was right about his economic policies he's a communist um and he thought he was doing the right thing by the people and now once he died a new guy came in and said to heck with all the nice stuff and you were telling us in the break that uh you know the guy who was in jail with nelson mandela yeah, I, I had the, f- the fortune of meeting a cellmate of Nelson, actually, who became a professor and had a heart change. But there were policies drawn up, a battle strategy pl- plan while they were in prison for almost three decades, right, of how to take this country back. And there was a direct connection with the outside world, the foreign world and prison system with the ANC, which was the African National Communist Party. Let's not forget that. And Nelson Mandela was not put in jail because he was a black man. They blew up a building. Children mm-hmm. got hurt. This is this is the, it was acts of treason, right? And so, mm-hmm. so but anyway, Nelson comes out. He he was a people person, though, Glenn. He loved people. The guy yes. who followed him up, Thabo Mbeki, was a radical, absolute radical communist. And Mbeki said, "Forget about this nice stuff. Forget about this." Their version of a reset with Nelson loving people and wanting, you know, true, true, you know, relationship in the nation, the rainbow nation, as we were called, right? And Mbeki just said, forget, Nelson's out, drop the hammer. And it's been downhill from there. And the policies are absolutely radical. And we should, as Americans, make a study of South Africa since 1994 to today, really 1997 when this came in, when Nelson started losing his grip because he was was still there and president, but he was losing his grip on his party. His party ousted him way before he actually left as president. They they took it mm. back. It was really just three years of him of them following him because it was an euphoric kind of a you know emotionally Correct. driven thing. And then when they realized, well, Nelson's not really going to just just hate Do white people, things. right? And so then they started taking power back. And then you know the Jacob Zuma's of the world, who is is so radical, and now you know Cyril Ramaphosa. Who is an absolute fraud, a fake, and in in the, the infighting and, and it's the corruption. It's corrupt. It's it's yeah, so it is, corrupt. It's the corruption you're seeing now in Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, the corruption you're seeing now in the Biden family, where they just enrich themselves um, because they're part of the deal. We hide it better, but you'll notice that here in America, people are starting just to just be out with it. I yeah. mean, look at Black Lives Matter. I'm just I'm just going out and buying houses. How? How are you buying? Where is that money coming from? 
How are you buying all those houses? You know, it's so cliche, follow the money. But it's there's President Zuma, Jacob Zuma. Currently, it's Ramaphosa. Zuma goes and, and up to the equivalent of $100 million US plus, builds himself houses around the globe, builds these four. You can always follow the money. Black Lives Matter, Inc., is literally following the playbook of the South African state, the State Department at the moment. And they're walking hand in hand to the point where we have George Floyd Square, where black businesses are now out of business. They didn't do anything. I mean, the black businesses, is Black Lives Matter, Inc. funding those businesses? No, no, no. And they're calling for the police, begging the police, please come back, please come back. And this is South Africa today. We have no borders. My family owns a farm on the border. On the border, the most northern border of South Africa, our fence, the family's farm is is a border fence. I mean, you can't do anything. Someone walks onto your land, shoots an elephant, shoots a rhino, comes to the home. You can't even, you know, in South Africa, you can't fire upon somebody if they're in your house unless they fire upon you first. And so just look at where we're going. I can take the gun issue in in, in the U.S. and say, been there, saw that happen. Take your guns. Literally came and confiscated guns in people's homes, Right. I, I can just, the, the playbook is there, and we should not, you know, we should, it's shame on us if we get fooled by this, Glenn, because there is a how model. Are you, how are you feeling about tonight and the speech tonight? You know me. I am an optimist. I, we fight evil, but I have a really, really bad feeling about tonight. I feel like, and I told you this in a break, and I'm not a doom and gloom guy, but I feel like we're going to remember tonight as a marker that we'll look back at and say, that moment, things pivoted. I think they're getting so bold that tonight they're going to lay out policy. And unfortunately, I think America is just too numb. Some, definitely the left, who voted them into power to even see what they're doing. They're disemboldened. For, for those with sanity in our country, like the Glenn Becks and the Stews and this network, we're going to look at it and say, there it is. There it is. They're now so bold, they're going to lay out a plan. And I just ask people, look at the plan that's laid out tonight and then look at what's currently in South Africa, and you're going to see so many dots line up. So, Yaku, you and I have spoken off air many times because there's something going on in South Africa that uh, is horrifying. Yeah. But because the alt-right got involved— um the reporters won't no one will report on it and it is very similar to what is happening here in america i think there is um there is a part of it that is race there's also a part of it i think a big part that is that is just lawlessness yeah because you can do anything we're seeing this here in america those the people who were um you know burning things down and and rioting and taking things from walmart they don't believe in anything. Not at all. They're just, it's just lawlessness because who's going to stop them? Yeah. There is a problem uh, with uh, farmers, generally white, that are just being slaughtered in their homes uh, by these gangs. And from, nobody is, yeah. nobody is ver- nobody's willing to verify. Nobody's willing to go on record. And so many people in the mainstream media just deny that it's even happening. Well, is it happening? Glenn, I'm going to tell you, I'll go on record. I have the interviews to prove it. My family is there. It's absolutely happening. We have gone from 300,000 farmers in 1994 to 30,000 farmers in South Africa in 27 years. 300,000 farmers to 30,000 farmers. Okay, 
The farming community is a direct attacked community in South Africa. They're profiled 100%. If you're, it, do you know that by the World Forum, the most dangerous job on the earth today is to be a South African farmer? That is the most dangerous job. The, the whole World Forum agrees to this, but in the US, mainstream media don't want to go there. Why? Because it's predominantly 95% white farmers. And we're not talking about killing a bullet. A bullet would be merciful. We're talking about killing, raping women, killing them by burning them with blow torches. We're talking about dragging them behind vehicles, delimbing people, decapitating people, raping children in front of the fathers, pouring hot water down their throats. They just, you know, had a young kid, 22-year-old farmer, Brennan. They skinned him like you skin a deer in the public square, hung him in a tree and skinned him, Glenn. This is not, we got the photographs, this is verifiable, but the alt-right, unfortunately, tried to make it worse. It's bad enough. We don't need to make it worse. Just let the truth stand for itself. And the president of South Africa says, nothing to see here. And, and, his, and his defense is, well, there's, there's, you know, there's 50 you know, murders a week in South Africa. It's nothing to see here. Disproportionately, when you look at, well, who is being murdered, you see, well, wait a second. There's not another sector in society on earth that is more profiled than the South African farmer. Yes, black farmers are being killed too because they're, they're, they're considered traitors because they work with the white farmer, right? And so now you need to talk about the land grab that's going on. The government yeah. just- Who's t- grabbing the, gang, the land? The, the government, and there's no uh-huh. compensation. So you've got a mortgage on the land, you've got mortgage on your tractors or your equipment. They go, that's your problem yep. with the bank. Yeah, we're just taking we're, we're taking the land. And do you think they're selling the land? Do you know that a black farmer in South Africa today, want people to hear this, cannot buy his own farmland. He leases it from the government. So they take land from the white farmers and then they lease it to the black farmer. He can't even buy it. They won't allow him to be. If he had the cash, white farmers are going around putting mortgages down for black farmers saying, we want, they won't, it can't. It's state owned. Under the guise of democracy, these are facts, absolute facts. I'll bring the proof, I'll, bring the, I'll, I'll set up the interviews, but the world doesn't want to touch it because it's reverse racism, and they don't want to talk about that at all. Yaka, we have, we have talked about this, and I've talked about this with my producers for almost two years, um, and we are going to do a, we'll do a special with you on it, and we'll do it this quarter. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, I promise you. Um, it is, we just have to be very careful because the alt-right, as you said, yeah, yeah. makes it worse than it is. You don't have to make it worse. Not at all. Not and at all. whether it is because of, of black radicals or just chaos, Anarchy. I think it's a combination of the two. It's just, it's, it's what's happening here in America. Glenn. And if you don't think that that will come here, oh my you're goodness. sadly mistaken. Sadly Glenn, mistaken. Glenn, you're walking in the streets and someone commits a murder and they want to they prosecute the guy. And they go, we can't do anything to this guy. He, he's not here. He's a ghost because he's an illegal immigrant. He's from Kenya, Rwanda, you know, Ivory Coast. Well, what's happening at the moment? You know, Guatemala, walking through other countries into our country. Honduras, they're just walking in. This is literally, I'm telling that little country of South Africa in the political cycle is ahead of the United States. And it's a very young country, but it is ahead. We have done this. This exercise does not work. 
it's going to break mm. this culture if we do this. And Glenn, I promise you, I'll bring you the, the, the from the horse's mouth. The verified truth will bring black, white economists, black, white farmers, and, and you yourself and your audience, because you always give your audience fact. And I love this show and I love this network. We'll bring it to you. We have to shed light on these things because it, it is it is a warning for should be for all our politicians and for for people in this nation to say if you keep voting this way or or supporting this radical stuff this is this is what happens it's human nature anarchy <sighs> yako thank you so much thank you uh, yako buyans you can find him at yako buyan spelled right just the way it sounds uh j-a-c-o-b-o-o-y-e-n-s you can find him at yako ministries.org uh, or sharetogethernow.org. Back in just a second. Let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Have you ever heard of a phone account takeover? This is when a cyber criminal tricks your phone company saying that you just have to assign a new number uh, to a SIM card. Okay, just, just take that number and just assign it to this new SIM card. Well, now you don't have control of your phone because the phone company has reassigned it and it doesn't take them very long. Once they move your number uh, to this new carrier, it doesn't take long for them to access your bank accounts, your credit cards, everything. This is what's happening. And you don't have time to worry about this and protect this. You don't have the skill or the knowledge to do it. LifeLock, these are the people that created this uh, security category Back in the 1990s, they've been doing it forever, and they know the ropes, and it's forever changing. That's why they are. It's, uh, it's, it's a system that will alert you to the things that you're going to miss on your own. Nobody can prevent everything. But the things that you might miss on your own, or if you just have your credit cards being monitored, you're going to miss this stuff. LifeLock not only will find it, if they miss something themselves, they will help clean that mess up. It's lifelock.com. Go to uh, lifelock.com and use the promo code Becky. You're going to save 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. The entire Western world is under attack in one way or another. There's a story that has just come out of France. The French government has now condemned an open letter signed by active soldiers that said the country was headed for a civil war due to religious extremism. About a thousand servicemen and women, including some 20 retired generals, put their names to the letter. It blamed fanatic partisans for creating divisions between communities and said Islamists were taking over whole parts of the nation's territory. Ministers, of course, have condemned the letter published in a right-wing magazine. The letter was first published on April 21st, the 60th anniversary of a failed coup d'etat. The hour of gray, the hour is grave, and France is in peril. That's what was above everybody's signature. Uh, here's the problem with this: uh, the minister in charge of the armed forces said they're going to find these people that were in there, and they will be punished for being far-right extremists does any of this sound familiar um they're saying that uh the letter basically says islamicism and uh, those who are trying to destroy our culture and divide us are going to cause a civil war 
Um, they have uh, the suburbs that are fr- that surround the French cities, and it's only a matter of time. Uh, the signatories go on to blame a certain anti-racism for splitting up communities and seeking to create racial war by attacking statues and other aspects of French history. A certain anti-racism. <sighs> Pray for your country. Pray for the safety of everyone who is attending that speech tonight. Um, I, I think Yaku is right. I've had this bad feeling about this for a while. And uh, I just think it's going to be a night we will all remember. And I just pray for the safety of our nation and all those in attendance and that uh, that good will finally wake up and stand up and say no more no more don't miss our coverage of it tonight at 9 p.m i hosted along with mark levin you don't want to miss it 9 p.m get 20 percent off use the promo code glenn